This is nice and nifty right here. Yeah, you like the little. Yeah. It's just Can't Amazon. Yeah. Come back. Okay. Twenty bucks. Little this rig. Is cool. Not yeah. too bad, right? It's for very professional. Is it? Oh yeah. Wow. It's only like... my second podcast. Really? Yeah. Well, I did a little bit of uh, my like base research. Like I try to. I try to do just enough where I don't sound like an asshole, you know, like <laughs> yeah. where it's not like, so tell me about your <laughs> life. But I like to learn in person. But I saw that you did one. I think it had to have been like, no, I was going to say that it would have been before COVID or like around then. But I think you were younger, but it was like a phone interview of like you talking about being on a TV show. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess I don't view that as like a podcast. Maybe that's just like a radio interview type thing. Yeah. yeah. There's been so many over the years. So it's it okay. All, it all so you've together. done like those is but like proper sure. sit down mics, chop it up no, podcast. Maybe with fish. Yeah. And that then counts. Ryan Seaman. Oh, shit. Was, you did his? I did his. With, oh, with my God. My, with my band. Yeah, we did it. We together. need to give a very special shout out to both of them. I'm going to go harder on the shout out to Fish because okay. he is such a wonderful connector of all yeah, people. Yeah, he is. He really is. That's how we met. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, the Five Sauce concert. That's right. Yeah. Actually, here. I'll, I, I mean, I might keep this because I kind of like the Yeah, banter, this is kind of nice. Where are all my friends? Jack Griffo. Uh... Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah. This is fun. Yeah, this is cool. So as we were saying, we met at a Five Sauce show yes. through Fish. Yes. And we were kind of just chopping it up. I didn't know too much about what you were doing, but you were really nice and like rad <laughs> to hang with there. And I think we started talking about Florida and you're like, oh, yeah, I am from Orlando. And I was yeah, like, we got no that way. Florida connection, man. That O-Town, yeah. baby. Yeah. yeah. It's always cool when you see people from your, your hometown, you know, your home state, you know. Exactly. So it was that. And then we just kept talking and it was like, oh, wait, cool. You're doing music. Oh, wait, cool. Yeah. Like you've been doing cool stuff for a while. And yeah, and it was like pretty casual. It was like, well, shoot, let's talk about it. So yeah. I love that you had done those podcasts, though, because those are uh, those are pretty good ones. Yeah. Good Fish, uh, I feel like it was a good first one to do because I, I was comfortable with him and I have known him for a few months now. We met actually in December, me and Fish. Oh, cool. and what how that happened was, you know who uh, Medford is? He runs <laughs> the rocks. Mm -hmm. So. We needed a, a couple artists to play with us at this whiskey show that we were doing, Whiskey Go Go. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Medford. I, at the time, Medford was like my plug. Yeah. And, uh, and I was like, I need some, I need some artists to play with us, man. Like, do you, do you, you know anybody? And he's like, call this guy. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> it's Fish, you know. Oh my God. I'm like, like Mike the... Fishkin. I'm like, all right, like, let me call him, whatever. And I call him and he's like, yo, what's up? <laughs> i'm like hey like this is this is jack griffo um like i'm medford's friend and uh i have a band we need some people to play with yeah just like super genuine like right off the bat i'm a i got a pretty good bullshit radar yeah and this guy was just like down to clown from the beginning was super awesome and when we hang, hung up the phone he sent me like five artists that were just like instantly. pretty big and were available i was like yeah. wow like not only is, is this guy cool, he's like super connected and awesome. Yeah. And long story short, we actually didn't end up playing the show. COVID got us. Fuck. Yeah. So we had to cancel that show like the day of. Wow. Yeah. But we ended up doing a reschedule at Molly Malone's just down the street like two weeks later. And that was a good show for us. Oh, sick. Yeah. But that's uh, how I met Fish. That's and like the beginning. Exactly. Well, shoot. Okay. So then something else that I do with the beginning of the podcast is for a listener who doesn't know who you are, mm -hmm. the quick explanation of who you are and what you do. Yeah, sure. I am Jack. And I'm from Florida, like we said, O-Town represent. Much and love. I grew up as an actor primarily. Yeah. I had older brothers who 
were in a theater magnet program in high school. Oh. And so I always kind of say it like, you know, instead of going to the football games and the basketball games, which I still did sometimes, I was really into going and seeing my older brothers perform Whoa. in theater and doing musicals and plays and stuff. And so I just thought that was the coolest thing. Yeah. And um, that was my original plan was to kind of do what they did, which is go to New York after high school and major in theater and do that whole route. And around the time I turned 11 or 12, I started doing classes downtown Orlando in yeah. downtown Orlando for acting, yeah. like TV and film acting, not theater. You know, I've done a lot of Florida oh. legit. Yeah. I yeah. mean, not as, you know, Lisa Mele, shout out. I love yeah. Lisa Mele okay. in, in, in Florida. They're amazing. They're, they're very legit. You know, it's maybe not quite the same facilities that you have in a place like L.A., but, yeah. you know. They're great. They, they 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 inspire kids to really go for it out here in LA. And that's kind of what happened with me. You know, I, I did class and, you know, they told my parents that, you know, he's got something and you should you should let him figure it out and see what see what it is. And so it was around when I was 13. And to up to this point, my whole plan had been to go to New York and do that whole theater thing. Yeah. And which and is then I, I should clarify because you'll probably have to like educate me on some like basic things in uh -huh. that circle. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't know and I'm I'm fascinated. Yeah. But that is very different from acting, like TV and movies, right? Sure. Like theater. Like theater is totally different. If yeah. you were studying and thinking you were going to go there, mm -hmm. that's not necessarily where you ended up. Exactly. Okay. And so my original plan was to, because I, I did a lot of community theater around Orlando uh, before I started taking these TV and film acting classes. Yeah. It was around the time I turned 13 where I started taking these classes a lot and I started to hear about L.A., you know, at first it was all New York. It was New York, New York, yeah. New York. And, and then I started to hear about LA. And this was right before high school too. And I was going to go to the same theater magnet program that my brothers did and, and do that whole thing. But as I took the classes more and started hearing about what, you know, is possible really in LA, I started to just think about it as a kid, as a 13-year-old kid. And I remember one night I just like sat my parents down and they're so supportive. Like my parents were amazing, are still amazing, wouldn't be where I am today without them. Um, but I just sat them down and I was like, I was like, I want to know now, like if I can do it, if I have what it takes, like I want to go to LA, like right now. That's nuts because I know the feeling of being 13 and like you can discredit that age so well, right? When I hear that, I'm like, that's fuck, you're a child. Yeah, super but young. If you actually give a shit about something, mm -hmm. that's around the age where like you kind of know who you are you can and kick what you're shit trying into to gear do. At 13. I mean, yeah. you, you know, I think it's also a really good age to make a transition. I think a lot of kids came here for acting at like seven or eight or nine. And it's, it's that and it, early. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Any age. You've seen a world of this shit that I do not know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and I feel like when kids come here that early, it's like. There's a lot of whackness to LA. Oh my God. Wackiness. Yes. And when you come that early, you get accustomed to that wackiness. And you're like, oh, like this is normal. 100%. You know, I would and I feel like coming here at 13, I had my like, my basis of like what was normal. That you know? even at 13, that's crazy to me. Like, I feel like you could still very much, 
influence a kid's life and have them have this become a hundred percent like i was still i i i call myself you know a valley kid like i, I grew up in burbank you know mm-hmm. from 13 till now but like i'm saying like because i had that florida upbringing of just like being a normal kid like riding yep. my bike in the neighborhood to my yeah. friends and like playing paintball and like you know whatever yeah even if i did like acting and i was kind of like the high school musical Troy Bolton sort of <laughs> like I got made fun of whatever but I didn't give a shit yeah you like I was really lane. confident in myself even Fuck at that yeah. age yeah that's sick I, I just like I actually love to hear that because I think a lot of people everything you're saying they learn those lessons but it's a lot later so even at 13 the fact that you're like I knew I told my parents I wanted to try this like mm-hmm. that's pretty cool to hear that you like yeah. had that and then not only that you had it but your parents acknowledge that because my god could parents i mean way later in life parents will shit on stuff and not let that happen so yeah my mom came out here with me man my dad stayed and kind of wrapped up some work stuff for a couple years i would he would come out and i would go there to see him but he stayed in florida my mom came and for three years i just went to acting class and started meeting my friends and friends i still have today and no um, here in here in la LA, yeah first place i lived was toluca lake and you know i went to uh john Quino's acting school shout out john you know he he taught me everything i i i knew when i got my nickelodeon show wow Um, and was that like your first show so it wasn't my first time like being on a show I came here when I was 13 yeah. and I didn't book it till I was 16. Whoa, no way. So there was like three years of like, you know, when you come here, like you don't know anything. Yeah. Like, you know, you have to like train and like go to acting class and For like sure. go to auditions and fail. Like there's so much in failure that we need. You know what I mean? I think everyone, a lot of people think like, oh, like, you know, if I'm not, if I'm not doing it right, like I'm, I'm fucking up. It's like, no, like if you're not failing, you're fucking up. You know, oh, I fuck with this, dude. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I just yeah, like because then you're not stretching yourself. You're, you're you're remaining in the comfort zone. I'm so impressed by like how grounded you are by these things, and like it's really cool to hear you like explain that from that age and to like know that. Like Thanks, it's just man. fucking cool. Thanks, man. So yeah, and also three years is probably again. I don't know. You'd have to tell me, but that's probably not actually that long for somebody who's like wanting to land a dope it's, show. Like wasn't. that's probably actually a success. When I think about it now, it, it's like, it's like that. Yeah. You know, like yeah. at that age, like I was just having so much fun and you know, it's, they're big years, you know, but I, I was here for a reason. And I, I li- the thing is I, I did this seminar recently um, for this other acting program for kids. And I went on a stage and I talked for a second and what I did was, why it worked out for me was, I listened to people. Huh. You know what I mean? Like, as kids, and even as adults, like, we think that we know everything sometimes. And we're like, oh, we don't, I don't need to, like, listen to it. But, like, I listened to the people around me. The people that had experience and the people who, like, knew what to do. Like, my agents and my managers and my acting coaches and my mom. I knew that, you know, I was... A, I was a kid. Yeah. And as much as I thought I knew, I kind of had a, a, a groundedness of like, okay, well, I don't know anything about this world. So I better listen to the people that are helping me. You know, yeah. I think that's big. Yeah. That's cool. That's, yeah. Like, again, like, what an incredible foundation that you had in all of this. Mm-hmm. So three years acting school, growing up as a kid, finding yeah. your roots. Probably a different education, though, right? Like, were oh, you all primarily homeschool, focused on all homeschool? Yeah. yeah I, um, I did homeschool for seventh. Like I moved out here in the middle of seventh grade. Yeah. So seventh, eighth, ninth was all Florida virtual school. Wow. And then 10th, I really wanted like a, a school experience. Like yeah. I, I really like 
was missing that. Yeah. And so there was this um there was this school called Brighton Hall, which was formerly known as uh San Fernando Valley Professional School, SFVPS. Um Dang. and it's for actors and it's uh like specifically for um young performers who are who are working slash not working, like they can take off of school, but it's it's like an in-person school. And so 10th grade, I I started that. And then it was like halfway through the year that I, I booked the Thundermans, I'm pretty sure. Crazy. And so that took me out of it. And then to kind of answer your question, like, was that my first show? Like, no. Maybe when I was like 14, like the, maybe like in the first year, I, I I booked like commercials and stuff. And I did commercials in, in Florida and stuff too. Oh, okay. But I had booked small things. And then I'm pretty sure my first thing was this Nickelodeon show called Bucket and Skinner's Epic Adventures. Dang, okay. And it was like a surf show. Um you know, a classic sort of Nickelodeon show. And I had like one line. Okay. So like know? very much like it got you on a set. Oh yeah. It was like all That was sick, my first experience. But... And and actually a super small world thing. There's this um, position on set for sitcoms and TV called a dialogue coach. Mm. And they sort of make sure that, you know, we're staying on script and they help us run our lines. And sitcom is very like, very, very fast. You know, we mm. shoot it in five days. We shoot it in two. We, like a thirty-minute episode. Or uh, yeah, a thirty-minute episode is, is is produced in five days. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we like rehearse and like we do like readings, we do like run-throughs, and then the script changes. And then on Thursday, Friday, we shoot it, and that's a Thursday, Friday schedule. Sometimes it's a Monday, Tuesday schedule, which means we get in on Wednesday, rehearse till Friday, take the weekend off, and shoot on Monday, Tuesday. But we were always a Thursday, Friday shoot. And then okay, so you shoot. It takes five days all in. Yeah. How fast then is that to air? Uh, it depends. It depends on the network. It depends on how like quick their turnaround is. For us, it was usually like six months. Oh, okay. Okay. So it wasn't like they were doing it because it had to come out the next week. No, like, no. Isn't like the South Park documentary like they like there was I didn't, something? I didn't see it. I uh, this is a while ago that I'm remembering this, but there was something where it was like they were they had like a week. They could do it and then it was out the next week or that, something like that. And that's how it stayed me. so relevant. I think and that's I'm, cool. I think that's no, really cool. Yeah, but sitcoms usually don't work that way. Okay. Um, but this small world story is kind of crazy. My first role, Bucket and Skinner, the dialogue coach was my dialogue coach in the Thundermans like two, three years later. No way. Yeah. So it's 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 a really small town, especially yeah. in the acting industry and Interesting. In the film and TV. So yeah, I did that and I always made more out of out of it than I had like I and this thing that I am doing now we'll 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 save that to later yeah um it's just always about like making the most out of what you have so I had one line right but I just like added stuff I I literally just like added stuff and like made these little like there's this thing called a button it's like an industry standard term for like just a, a little added line at the end of the scene, just if you think is funny, you know, for an audition. And so I did that, and uh, and they ended up giving me like more stuff to do on Bucket and Skinner, and they did the same thing on um, on Kicking It. This is other Disney show that I got the next year, and it was even a little bit more, and I even did a little bit more, you know. And so those were my two first things, and then. I think I was up for some pilots. It's funny, like my my reps, my agent like described it to me like this. And it was like exactly how it happened. When I first got to LA, they were like, all right, like, you know, you could book something, but you're, you're probably not going to. Like it takes, imagine you're in high school. They're really telling me like this. They're like, imagine you're in high school. Like you, you first get to high, high school, you're a freshman, 
nobody really knows who you are. Like nobody really cares, you know. And then like you get another year of experience and you're sophomore and people start to know you, you know. And then you're junior and you're kind of running stuff. And then you're a senior and then you're probably, you know, doing whatever you want to do, you know, whether it's being on varsity or track or whatever. And it literally happened like that. Like three years in, I booked my show. You know, Crazy. and I was 16 and I lucked out, dude. Like I I consider myself like so lucky to have gotten that show. And and at the time I wanted to be on Disney. It was it, Nickelodeon. Is I, it like choose your fighter? Is it like pretty separated as like a child actor of like if you're getting love from one network? Like, yeah, you're like probably if you're locked in into orbit. a series regular contract, like there's definitely no like overlap. You can't I do see. that. But, you know, I did first thing, like I said, it was a Nick show. And then I did... um kicking it oh and then i did a jesse too which is a big um disney show i did okay. a jesse episode and this is all before thundermans and that they kind of explained it to me like this too like when you like the network will kind of like whether it's disney or nick or whatever will kind of like try you out they'll give you a guest yep. star and like see mm-hmm. how you do mm-hmm. you know and that's what happened i did a few of those i did uh a few episodes in this nick at night show called see dad run um with scott Bayo, and that was really cool cool from like chachi in charge and stuff yeah um and uh and and then I got the Thundermans and like I said it it was just the best show I could have gotten and and of course in my kid mind like I always thought about being on Disney and around the time I was um screen testing for Thundermans I was screen testing for a Disney show called Dog with a Blog that was also a, a great show and at the time I was like dang like I wanted the Disney show you know champagne oh, problems wow. right yeah yeah but it was just clear like right when I started that it was really all meant to be and like my character was so perfect for me and the show was so great you know we did 103 episodes you did 103 episodes we did 103 episodes holy shit and yeah. that like again I kind of like asking these questions where yeah. I don't know but like to <laughs> me that seems like a fucking lot like that's considered a success in it's TV, a lot right? it's considered like, like a legacy show for okay. Nickelodeon wow yeah like an iCarly or Drake and Josh or Victorious like those wow. are all once you go like more than four seasons especially the 100 episode mark like it's considered a legacy show damn yeah and in that like I would imagine that that was probably like well, that's everything that you would want, right? From 13, you're like, cool, I want to do this acting thing. It's funny you're talking about Nick and Disney like that because I think about record labels and I think mm. about like, you're the band, you want to get signed, you have your dream label. Right. And then this other label comes to you and they're like, well, fuck, they're sick. And like, uh-huh. the deal is better. Yeah. And you kind of have to like make that decision. That of, like, was how it was with Nickelodeon, you know? Yeah. Like, I remember just thinking that, wow, like this role is really perfect for me and I really like the script. Even though I had my idea that I wanted Disney, yeah. you know, you have to go with what feels right and you can't force anything. And I made the right call. Yeah. Yeah. You get the role when you're 16. Mm-hmm. That's how many years of that show going? Five years? So through 21. Those are such- So I was 20. Okay. But it ended four, up being like four or five Four or five. Yeah. Those are such formative years. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Was it like- was it sick to have that going on at that time? Or do you think that it like fucked with like a really magical time and it made you work where you didn't get the proper teenage experience? No, it was sick. It was sick? Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was sick. I mean, look, like there's 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 pros and cons to everything. Like there's two sides of everything. And while, you know, while I missed out on being a normal kid, mm. I 
got so much. Yeah. Like I, I, I just, I dove into life, you know, yeah. I, I was a professional like yeah. right away. Like you grow up fast and you do like sacrifice stuff. Like all my kids, my kids, all my friends back home were in high school, right. you know, and I had to like watch them go to prom. And like, you yes. know, be left out on the field trips. Like, you know, yes. like I would go back like once a year and like make sure that I like went to a lunch and like, wow. you know, and once I got the show, it was like, it was wild, you know, like every, everyone paid attention then. Right. Know? Like, did you have that? Cause it's like, that's kind of, again, I think of like musicians and all that. It's like when the one friend's band gets signed, it's like, yo, yeah. shit, you did it. Like where the homies all yeah. like, oh no, my the God. homies were all like, I, I was a middle of the road kid. Like I had a lot of friends. I was, I was, I was a fun guy. I wasn't necessarily like a class clown, but I was a fun, creative, sort of easygoing kid. I was not popular, but I wasn't unpopular. I completely. Um, feel I was you. literally right in the middle. Like everyone knew me, but like no one really cared, you know. But uh, <laughs> Fuck, but um, I when I got the show, I remember coming back and things being different for sure. Damn. You know, the people who you know would call me a fag or whatever would would, would acted different. Yeah, you know? yeah, like, yeah, like just like the typical different. school bully shit. Yeah. Like, oh, interesting. Yeah, it was it was definitely interesting. And I I, I took it in stride, you know, like I, yeah. I didn't really let it affect me. Um, Did you do any like Richie Rich shit? Like I would imagine like you get that <laughs> shit like you know you're young like that's the I time. definitely did, bro. I you did? did? Oh, yeah. Did I mean, you like what's like a like like any like stupid stories of just like you get the show, you're in your pocket, you're like, fuck it. Like, I mean, look, like it's a crazy concept to give a 16 year old $10,000 every week. <laughs> that's like, that's, is that it's it's weird. That's like about the salary of like, yeah, give or take ballpark. Yeah. That's fucking Isn't that crazy? Insane. And like, what are you like, what are you supposed to do? Like, like it, 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 it sets you up for for failure you know it's it's crazy like luckily i had really good parents but at the end yeah. of the day like they couldn't stop me from doing anything i wanted to do you know and especially you turn 18 like you're your and own and i definitely person. made mistakes bro like i made a lot of mistakes like you know um partying and even uh, drugs and alcohol like everything was super accessible to me that's wild so like because that age mm -hmm. like it's the young side of it but yeah. like that circle you're like oh cool this oh, is yeah. just available fucking it's everywhere it's so ac accessible um you know i never like fell super hard for the for the for the hard stuff i yeah. I, I didn't really ever like coke and anything like that but I, you know, I experimented young for sure. Yeah. And I think it was a good thing and maybe maybe a bad thing, but it all kind of happened how it was supposed to. And and just to answer your question, like, yeah, like I did I did do my Richie Rich uh stuff for a while. I I I lived at the at the W for a while. You lived at the yeah, W? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just I was just making it. I, you don't have no concept of money. Yeah. When you're that young. You don't you and don't know the value of a dollar. Parents, you're like Okay. Yeah, my like, parent like like my dad. We def. I remember one time like my dad definitely like yelling at me and like telling me that I didn't get to like make those decisions. And I was like, but I do. You know, like yeah, like, it, it was Fuck. bad. Like I was like, watch me. You know, like it was it was it was bad. I was sixteen years old yeah. with all this cash. I got a Mustang. You know, like, I was like, gonna right say, did away. you do it? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, like right away. <laughs> got the twenty thirteen jet black Mustang. Yeah, just like every, yeah, and um. And, and and like I'm saying, like you have no concept of the dollar when you're when you're that young. And I was in my mind, 
I was like, oh, like I'm making it, so like I I can I could spend it, you know, like, right? Because it's no, probably like, you don't think about like any type of savings or understand no. like an ebb and a about flow. About the future, or, no. exactly. It's like just I like, just started thinking about the future, and I'm 25. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like like my mind just started sort of changing yeah. recently. Um, yeah. so 16, like fucking forget about it. Like that money is gone. You know That's what I mean? Nuts. I ended up investing a lot of it in real estate. I got a condo in Toluca Lake. And Good. my mom, bless her heart, she renovated the whole thing for me. Good. And I won big time with that. So, Good. so I, I wasn't cool. obviously, you know, I like I said, I have these great parents. And yeah. while I I was I was uh making mistakes they they kept me on the course okay sure. so like they would like that dude like honestly the picture you're painting of your parents sounds like such incredible people that they let are. you made your own decisions mm -hmm. and make your own mistakes mm -hmm. but also didn't let you fucking implode your life exactly exactly That's so rad yeah they they've just been super supportive like especially my mom just like from the start and whenever i need anything you know if i'm like I can call her anytime if I'm drunk, whatever. Like yeah. you know, she, they're those kinds of parents. I so. think like like that's it's just really impressive to me that like it's I I feel bad when when people have had a, a disadvantage in their year, early years because parent shit and that. Mm -hmm. And I'm so appreciative and respectful to the parents that have like let kids become their own people. Mm -hmm. So that's sick. But I also love that you're just like yeah, fuck it, dude. I balled out. It was sick. I balled out hard. You know, like. Uh, I definitely, definitely did that. I would buy things for people and I was very generous and I, I loved being that guy yeah. because at, at that point, you know, there wasn't that many of us in our friend group that was in my situation. Right. There, there were those kids and I would see them at the events, the kids who were like on other Disney shows or on other Nick shows, yeah. but in my like day to day group, like, yeah. like. I was, I was, I was the one, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Um, what about like friends at that time? Like, did it naturally, did you end up in natural friend groups of other like child actors yeah. and other actors in general? Or did you try to keep like your core? Well, yeah, like on well, those no school friends, it would have been different. No school friends. So, so literally like how it was, bro, was like first was like my acting class friends in yeah. LA. Yeah. You know, like. I would walk to my acting class because we got a place right next to it, which was awesome. And that was my first little little group. So it's re it really always has been centered around the entertainment industry for yeah. me because I didn't go to school. Right. And so that was my core group of friends. Like I still have those friends. Sick. A lot of them. Sick. But a lot of them, a lot of them came and went. Really? You know, like that was a sad thing too. Like people think like, and especially parents or, and the kids, they, they think that it's easy. Mm. you know like they they think that oh like we'll give it a year and it, it takes way it takes longer than, than that. that it takes way more than that like there's so much competition there's so many talented kids there's so many people just like you yeah that are doing the work more that was my group and like I'm, I'm just saying a lot of people came and went too so that was that was sad but the people that stuck it out like are still in my life today and and then the show was kind of the next group of of, of mm. friends and honestly like the show was like what really started my network. And quick break right here to let you know that support for Where Are All My Friends is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Let me tell you a little bit about it. So check it out. The Performance Package 4.0 has arrived and it is a game changer. They sent me this package and I was legitimately impressed. The entire presentation of it, everything that comes in it, it's just sick. It's such high quality. It's really, really good. And I didn't want to talk about it until I tried it. But the Lawnmower 4.0 is a trimmer with this rad ceramic blade. It reduces grooming accidents because of it. 
and it is waterproof so you no longer need to shave on the floor of your bathroom you can just pop into the shower and get it done nice and clean we love that on top of that they send you a whole bunch of other rad stuff they send you the crop preserver ball deodorant and crop reviver toner they send you performance boxers and a travel bag to hold it all together and i can't forget the little weed whacker for your ear and nose hairs so good Altogether, it's legitimately a product that I really love. It changed the game for me, so you can change the game for yourself as well and level up your hygiene game. And again, to do so, go to manscaped.com, get free shipping and 20% off with the code WAAMF20. Again, 20% off, free shipping, manscaped.com. Use the code WAAMF20 and unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. All right, back to it. Of, uh, of, of yeah. my, my web of, yeah. of people here, you know? Because yeah. when you do a show for 100 episodes, like you meet thousands of people. Right. That come in every week. Totally. You know, guest stars and crew members and people at the events. And, you know, I, I traveled the world. Like, you know, that's really where my, my network really started kicking off. Could you tell with those people, the people that cared about you because you were a star of a show and the people where you're like, oh, I fuck with you. Oh, like, even yeah. at that age. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's one of the biggest, the biggest downfalls of of any kind of notoriety and fame is like, people treat you differently. Yeah. And as like as elementary as that sounds, like it it is a thing. And like a lot of times when I meet people, um like I I just know that they have a an idea of me already. You know, oh, and it's it's easy so it's easy to tell in the first couple seconds. Really? You know what I mean? Uh, of of um yeah, and and even even if it's uh if it's people in my life or if it's if it's fans too, like um fans are are great like i love meeting fans and yeah. and even if they are like not the most graceful like i will i will take pictures and and whatever because that's they, they they're my bread and butter like the, of the, course. they're the ones who 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 watch, watch the show and kept it going the ratings and so i will always you know take pictures but yeah like people treat me differently for sure like it's it, it it's tough like sometimes i just want to be jack you know sometimes right. i just want to people not to be so impressed Interesting. you know as as I, I could it's not even meaning to sound arrogant but some sometimes people just give off this like oh my god like you know whatever like um like just the other night i was with my friends um you know at a bowling alley uh slash like this arcade thing and this guy came up to me and he's like hey like my friend recognized you but like i don't know who you are and i was like okay like all right hi like you know? what do you say to that like what do you yeah. say to that and um and then it's the, always the apology like a lot of people like say like, oh, I'm like so sorry. Like, I don't know who you are. And I'm like, well, that's like an assumption that I would be offended that you don't know who I am. So you're right <laughs> off the bat assuming that I'm a, I'm a dick. Wait, but then also they're coming like, up to you. It's saying, really, it's like so, so nuanced. Like it, it's really weird, dude. Interesting. Like it's weird. Because that's like, I, I have a certain empathy for people that have always been in the spotlight. Because mm -hmm. I, as a tour manager of bands, like mm -hmm. that was kind of my beginning. Mm -hmm. I would see like what it was like to be the the ones on stage. Mm -hmm. And like I 100% understand the must be nice that so many people that care about you and it's fucking sick and like that doesn't discredit that yeah. but I do understand that you are this puppet is absolutely the wrong word. Like mm -hmm. it's that's not it but like 
you are an entertainer and people see you as that and people expect you to always character. be on. And it's you're a just like, yo, fuck, I am also a person. It's a character. Yeah. It's like, especially when you do film and TV, especially TV, because year after year after year, you're, you're, you're this character and right. they see you as that and they know you as that and they think you're going to be that. Right. You know, and there's such a level of like, you know, you don't want to disappoint them. Uh, so when I started like smoking weed and stuff at like yeah. 17 or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, and I'd be so paranoid that that kids would come up to me. And that's why I would never do it in public. Because I felt right. like I had a responsibility to these Especially kids. Especially like, well, maybe like Nick, in my opinion, is like a little bit like more punk rock than Disney were doing super is, polished. But, but like, like still it's not like Nick's like, yeah, this kid's out here no, smoking weed. Like that's like, not it. Our media training was like, you can't swear. Like you, you have to be like completely PC. Like, you know even the thought of you know weed and alcohol like, you know don't even go there right and so so yeah like that was a big thing for me growing up wanting to be a kid and, and experiment but also knowing that I had this like I felt like this like civic responsibility to be max for mm. these kids and I love it but at the same time like I remember it did happen a couple of times where I was like crossed or whatever and and I just knew it like I, and when I'm high like I wear it on my face like it's, mm -mm. it's really hard for me to <laughs> you know what I mean and um and yeah like th I, there were a couple of times where I'm like oh that, that didn't feel so good like the kid was kind of like the heck you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh i didn't really let that let happen uh again but, but it's been something in your life like you've yeah. just like you've always understood that from such a young age people have now known you as this thing so you have this just different experience of life and mm -hmm. and that mm -hmm. people can take advantage of your kindness too it's like this one specific scenario comes into mind i was doing like a book sign or not a book signing i've never written a book um i was Yet. doing like a signing <laughs> and um this girl was like coming up to me and she's like, she's like looking me up and down. I'm like super nice to her. And uh, she's like, look at me all sussed out. And she's like, I thought you'd be taller in person. I was like, thanks. <laughs> <You're> like, Sorry. <laughs> like, I, I've gotten that before, you know, it's just so rude. It's like, yeah. but because you're so nice, they think they can just like say anything to make yeah. themselves feel better. It's a yeah. classic, like, you know, way we are as humans, you know. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So here's like the crazy transition. You had the show, like you lived the fucking life. Like you painted yeah. that picture so well, and thank you, because like that's yeah. something like it's just kind of crazy to hear about that from the outside. And we not didn't even know really it. like that was just barely like tipping the iceberg. Yeah. Well, but okay, the, Tip my of point. The iceberg is the expression. Yes, <laughs> but like my point is, you are actually so much more than that. And where I'm really interested in you is, we crossed paths because of fish mm -hmm. and music, mm -hmm. and that's not something that every actor would do mm. like you very much could have stayed in the lane of that yeah. you clearly got a taste of like the fucking good life yeah so like <laughs> you could have just kept going down that 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 yeah, yeah so i would have to imagine when you started to pursue music because it's not you now have your band, but yeah. it, it started as your own solo project, right? Where you like started to play with it, or is yeah. this just the proper evolution? So I'll give you the whole rundown. Yeah, so, my, my point to it is there must be a creative desire here. Of and I'm, course. I'm really curious to hear about yeah. that side of you as well. Well, the creative desire comes from being a showman. I'm a performer. Mm -hmm. Always been a performer, always on stage, even in Florida. Loved being in front of people, loved getting that genuine reaction from people in the house. And that's what I love doing. 
Mm. And there's so many ways to perform. Yeah. You know, there's acting, there's dancing, there's music, there's there's even even sports is a performance. True. You know, it's yeah. high performance. It was really the pandemic. So mm. I've always loved music, obviously. Yeah. Um, even on set on Thundermans, I was always playing music. You know, I was never writing. My co-star Kira was 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 further along the music path than I was. She was writing. She was getting ready for the next thing. But I was just having fun. And I wasn't thinking about taking it seriously. Because in the back of my mind, I really knew that if I was going to do music, like, it would have to be sick. And yeah. I would have to ha really have something to say as an artist. Yeah, You know, I... I, I I'm not into the like teeny bopper, like have someone else write your songs for you. Even if like you, 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 you know, you take somebody else's song, like whatever. But I, for the most part, like I feel like artists should, should, should say what's, cause that's what all the art is, is taking what's on the inside and, and, and manifesting it and making it something physical and tangible that you can, people can, people can look at and hold and feel and like, oh, like that's art. I fuck with you. <laughs> that's great. That's yeah. so like, you're so right. That's yeah. it. And I, I just knew that it, it, I wasn't really ready to take it seriously. And, um, I just, but I would always play, I'd do covers and stuff, even on YouTube. I had like a big YouTube following before it was a thing to be a YouTuber. No like shit. Like I had millions. Wow. And uh, I just didn't really pursue it. I didn't take it seriously because it wasn't in my heart. Right. I was doing Thundermans, but I would put up a video and it'd get like a million views, you know? And it was like tw 2014. So like, I feel like I could have done like the Shawn Mendes, Justin Bieber thing, but it, it wouldn't have been genuine. Mm. And, um, I waited it out and then Thundermans ended and that was 2018. Mm -hmm. And I was still acting. I did um I did Alexa and Katie. Shout out Alexa and Katie. I did a few episodes on that mm. and uh, some other acting stuff. But when Thundermans ended, I I felt a shift for sure. Did I was you? like, okay, what's next? You mm. know, like for me mainly it was it was mainly to transition into an adult actor. That was that was my that was my thing. Is I, I didn't want to be pigeonholed in the Nickelodeon thing. I wanted to really go to acting class, really pr improve my skills, work on my craft, and transition into being um, an adult actor. Because that has to be a thing, right? Like of that course. has to be like, oh well, he was a kid. Actor. Of course, it's 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 a big thing, right? Like and you if you look at the track records, like yeah. it is very hard. That's mm -hmm. that 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 was the big thing. Even when I accepted the show, like my reps are even like, you know. We always say this, like, this could pigeonhole you. And if you didn't, you could get something better. Wow. So it's really a risk. Yeah. It really is. And you have to be diligent about working on your craft. That's why in, in the show, I was, like, going to acting class while I was doing the show. Mm. And people would be like, like, why are you doing that? I'm like, I'm trying to do this forever. Like, wow. You know what I mean? You get locked into that type of acting. Oh, wow. So, like, holy fuck. So as you're saying this, and I don't want to tell your story for you, but, yeah. like, it's not at all what I'm hearing that you were like, oh, cool, I'm totally done with, with acting. Like, uh -huh. I'm gonna go do music. Like, no, you're uh -huh. a fucking performer. Uh -huh. And you're like, I just need to like do it. I all. needed it. I needed to do something. So, so the show ended in 2018 and I started writing. Mm. I started writing then, um, you know, I didn't know how to write songs. I knew, I knew how to play and I knew how to sing, mm -hmm. but I didn't know how to write songs. Okay. And so 2018, all into 2019, I'm writing songs, I'm learning, I'm figuring out how to do it all on my own, really, too. Whether it's, you know, listening to music more, just taking it seriously and just literally sitting down with my guitar and figuring out how to write songs, you know. And I would write songs, but nothing really that um, set my soul on fire that I needed to share with the world, you know. Yeah. I was just, I feel like now looking at it, I was 
I was learning how to do it, you mm-hmm. know? And the antithesis, um, a really hard part in my life, like my lowest of lows was when my parents split and uh, how heartbreaking, you know, that can be for for a kid. You know, they're my best friends. I was completely in the middle. You know, I, my dad, my dad walked out and I, you know, I, w- I had my mom like on me, you know, like her weight. And that was something that, you know, it, it's, it makes you man. Yeah, you know, oh um, and creatively that sparked something in me. I had been writing music for like a year and then that happened and I felt like of just a fire in me, you know, of all these things I had to say and I needed to get out. And I literally called my one of my, my best friends, Tristan, and we had been playing music together for a little bit. Like he was in another band, like, you know, we, we had been sort of like maybe talking about maybe doing something like a project you know and i was like bro like this just happened like i need to come up to your house like right now he's like bet and i came up we talked and then we wrote this song birds and birds is just about the birds of prey in your life that don't give you a say in anything and just tell you how it's going to be and now you have to pick up all these pieces and deal with all this shit and that was my first real song that I wrote about something that really meant something to me. And we play it in our set today. It's one Whoa. of our best songs. And I was going to say, like, did that, like, did that click? Like, when you did it, like, was that kind of like, okay, yeah. I understand. It felt this. so organic and real. And I had never really collaborated with, with, with good artists like that. And, you know, I was liberated in the sense of like, Tristan, this great guitar player, who's the guitar player in the band. Sick. Um, we were just friends though, you know, and, and and he I told him what was going on and he kind of just boom, 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 this sort of like haunting sort of like guitar riff. And I was like, wow, like I'm so emotional right now. I'm like, I I, I, I feel like I can just say anything and it'll be good. You know? <laughs> yeah. And that's that's the beauty of like being in a band and collaboration and like a group, like collaboration in general, but like a band is like yeah. this, you know, never ending cycle of yes. support. Yes. You know? And um and we wrote the song Birds and after we did it, literally that night we were like, you know, we had been thinking about doing a project and we were like, all right. Like, like this oh, is shit. this is a thing. Yeah. This is a, we have there's something here, you know. And that's really how it started, man. I we did that. We did a few more. We had a six piece. A six piece band. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. We had a six piece. We had um we had somebody uh, we had Noel on the uh, congos and saxophone. Damn. And he's a uh, Puerto Rican, and he had this awesome like flavor, like, just, it was like so cool. Vibe. Yeah. And it was and we had a keys player too. Wow. And so we had a six piece and it was cool, man. Like it was so cool for me creatively to get in that collaborative space. You know, I'd never sang in a band before, never done that before. And um, and mind you, this is like right before the pandemic. This is mm. like end of 2019. Fuck. And um, so we're practicing a lot. We're playing we we, we played a couple times. We did a Halloween show um 2019. That was our first time playing. And then the pandemic happened. Um, I had a lot of momentum going into 2020. I was doing acting stuff. I felt pretty good with this new band thing. 
And uh, but really, the band thing was was really fun at this point. Even though we wrote that great song "Birds," and then we had another good song that we kind of just turned out. It wasn't. It was more for me creatively to to be doing something. Yeah. You know, yeah. I didn't really have stars in my eyes about it. I didn't really have big dreams and goals and vision yet. Yeah, yeah. You were fulfilled just doing cool shit. Exactly. With your yeah. I was still acting too. Yeah. But then the pandemic happened. I did like two episodes of SEAL Team on CBS, like mm. in January of 2020, like right before the pandemic. And then that happened in February. And 2020 was a wash for acting. Like, didn't get any auditions, like nothing. What were the conversations like in that industry? Because I remember uh, we had our our positive view, like our positive outlooks on music industry side. At that time, I was still managing bands, which feels like a whole different lifetime ago. But I also remember the conversations of like, touring is gone forever. This is (laughs) never coming back. Um, and like, there was a lot of like, holy shit uncertainty. Was it similar uh-huh. conversations oh, yeah. in TV, film? Oh acting? yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, one thing that is still obsolete because of it is in-person auditions. They don't do it anymore. Really? Because they realized that they could just do everything on tape. They save the money and don't have a casting uh, office. No fucking like, way. I haven't had an in-person audition since the pandemic. No way. Yeah. And like, it's obsolete. Like it, I think some people do it, but like. It's a pretty, it's like an industry standard now. Like it's all tapes. No way. Yeah, and is book, that just like an iPhone? Tape. Like fucking whatever? Yeah, I do it on my iPhone. Pe- people have the setups, whatever. I, I do it off my iPhone. Yeah. Wow. iPhone's great. And is it Shout like better? <laughs> Yo, that's crazy. Like I think that there's going to be a whole generation of videographers and creators that never touch uh, like pro gear. Dude, as they get, as they get better and better, like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And the freaking conglomerate corporate Apple, like, you know, they have the technology now. They're just, they're just playing it. Oh, you know, God. they're just playing. 100%. Which you can feel the slow roll. You know, yeah. Whatever. It's such a slow roll, but yeah, it's going to get better. And SLDRs are going to be out of business. 100%. Oh, DSLR. Yeah, 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 yeah. SLDR is a is a is a like a pro audio term. Oh, I got fuck! Confused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. DSLR, it's like a chord or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. See, okay, okay. I get confused. Yeah, yeah. I was I, like, I was like, you said it. And I was like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. fuck. But um, interesting. So, pandemic happens. Did you have a moment of like, it's gone forever? Like, there's never gonna be a fucking movie dude, in theaters again, dude. I like, mean, it it was tough, and that's why I had to pivot and I had to start the band for real. Yeah. And that was a cool thing because I had nothing to lose. Right. Like I didn't have an acting career anymore, it seemed at the time, you know. And 2020 was really the year that we decided to take it seriously. And uh, we were in that six piece for a while. We were called The Pulp. The Pulp. Okay. So it wasn't Kid Baron yet. No, we were. Okay. There was three. Oh my god, dude! I've been working on this project for almost three years. Oh my fucking god! Oh yeah. my god! So what yeah. I see is Kid Baron is not actually it's a it. lot, like it's a long time coming. It's a lot put into it. Oh yeah. my god! Okay, so, so it's really cool, but people don't people don't realize, you know. Um, but we were called the Pulp. We were a six piece. Um, we played out, and we and we didn't play LA clubs yet. We weren't like there. Mm-hmm. We were like at the backyard stage. Sure, you know? yeah. It was low pressure. I was learning how to be on stage and be authentic, and like it's way different than acting. It's like acting, like is like you be a character, right? Mm-hmm. And you like put, you know, even though it's very nuanced and you're being yourself while you're acting, but you're still being the character, you know, and. And and being on stage and all of a sudden being a performer in in, in a new way, um, music. 
I was like, wow, like all I have to do is be myself. And that even ended up helping my acting. Whoa. You know, it, 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 it's, it was cool. Yeah, it was really cool. And uh, the more I perform, the more comfortable I get on stage and, and the more I understand that. And it's the same as acting too, like that people just want to see something fucking real. You know what I mean? And it makes them feel a part of something. You know what I mean? Because people go to rock shows, people go to movies, whatever, but to, to, to do it or to see their favorite actor, to see their favorite band or whatever. But this girl, um, Ray from Rose Colored World, shout out RCW, a great band. Um, you know, she was talking to me after one of my shows and she was like, she was like, people come out to feel a part of something. Like that's really what it is in a, in your soul. You know what yeah. I mean? You want to be with community. You want to be with people. And she was like, I see what you're doing. Like that's like you're doing it. You know what I mean? Like when, when I go to your shows, like the people are there and they are feeling that. Like that we're a part of something together and it's bigger than us, you know? And that's uh, that's Kid Baron. What so. a great fucking outlook again too. Yeah. Like that's so real. That's yeah. so true. Yeah, It's cool that like, you've clearly had people in your life that have have taught or shared with you great lessons and you do listen and you yeah. do pay attention. And it seems like that really helps you like level up. Yeah, it's all about surrounding yourself with people you want to be like. You know, a lot of people come to me and like, you know, people younger than me or whatever. And like, you know, how do you, you know, how do you have the life that you have and how do you have it so together? And I usually tell them that I don't. <laughs> um, but, you know, I can, I can credit the good things in my life to not, putting up with like what you don't deserve you know what i mean and if you want to be operating at an elite level at a professional level then you probably shouldn't hang around with bums yeah you know i'm such if a you hang around with that. bums and you see bums you're a bum yep and it's nothing against those people you can still be a light in those people's lives but it's about having boundaries and you know if I want to be a millionaire, I should probably try to like make some friends with some millionaires. Yeah. You know what I mean? I also, I'm like a big believer in like be, do, have, right? So like a lot of people switch it and they want have, do, be. They think in order to like be the thing, you have to have the stuff first. Mm, right? It's interesting. Like, oh, I need the fancy car mm -hmm. to then do all the fancy cool stuff and mm -hmm. be this like rich, famous person where right. it's like, no, like who, if you want to be a millionaire, it's like, cool, what's a millionaire do like what mm -hmm. are, like who is that person all right mm -hmm. cool you're rad you take care of yourself you have this and this together you treat people well you have an understanding of your craft mm -hmm. so then what do you do you start doing those things yeah. and then at the very end of it is the have and that's just like the after you know that's mm -hmm. that's the comes after and all it all it. comes from this like desire to be happy right? right like that's what like there's all these material things but i feel like what everybody really wants is like acceptance happiness and love and like the answer that I also tell people is that like if you get this thing like I don't think it's going to solve your problems I think the problem is like right here Fucking you know and like it really is deeper than that and it really has to do with like your inherited values from your parents and like your relationships with people I think life is like very much about relationships and community and like it was one song it might be Rufus to Soul I'm gonna blank on it, but I'll find it for you. Yeah, yeah, please. Yeah, there's this like interlude, and it's like when you're sitting, you know, on your deathbed, and you know, you're, you're whether your family's around you, maybe they're not, whatever, and you're literally about to die. Like you're not gonna be thinking about, oh, like oh, I wish I got those Yeezys, or like oh, like I wish I wish I made more fucking money. 
Yeah. You know, you're gonna be thinking, damn, like I wish I spent more 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 time with the people that I love. Yeah. You know? And so that's what it is. It's surrounding yourself with good people, being good to people, you know, working on your crafts, finding what makes you makes you feel alive. You know, when I first started doing the songs, like I mentioned, and and I put my worst pain into mm. this song birds mm-hmm. and um that's it's just such a beautiful thing because i'd never been lower in my entire life and now i get to like experience that in a whole different way when i play the song yeah and it puts everything into perspective and like that's what i want to inspire people to do and like, i've even said on stage a couple of times i'm trying to get this message in my head when i perform and it's hard to get up on get up on stage and sing but then like have a have a thing to say but like you don't want it to be too preachy you know what i mean yeah. like you know like it has to be cool it has to be short and sweet but still enough thickness for people to understand it and like my thing is like like just all this stuff we're talking about like i want people to recognize that it's all not sunshine and daisies when you see a show mm. you know like like when you're a rock star mm. You know, you're having your rock star moment. The mm-hmm. wind's blowing, shredding. You know, it's yeah. just this glorious thing. But what people don't realize, and what I want to, what I want to shed light on, is that all the rock stars and all the Elon Musk's and all the people have had their pain. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's about putting that pain into something and creating something out of it, even if it's not, you know, music or acting or art in a traditional sense. Like I think art is very vast and there could be so many mediums of it. Even just like the way you live your life and being a good person is, is, is in way you create relationships, the way you make people feel, you know, like of when thing, when bad things happen, because they will like this, this, this place can suck sometimes and people suck and we are not altruistic creatures and we look out for ourselves. And really the only person that we can really rely on is ourself. But when the, when the shit does hit the fan, it's not about like what happens. It's about what you do after that. It's about how you respond to the situation. You know, like there's so many people that, that get, that get down and, and depressed and I've been there. Like I, I, I get it, you know what I mean? But you have to find these avenues um, that make everything okay for you, whether, you know, it's it's all love, right? Like it's all love. I feel like everybody should fucking take a tab of acid and 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 have a, a psychedelic experience and realize that there's they're so small like they're yeah. so like we're so small and like we're so lucky to be here we're so lucky to have you know been born we're the sperm that made it to the egg we're, we're spinning on a fucking rock in Dude. the universe paying fucking taxes <laughs> like it's yeah. it's crazy if you think about it and how when you, I'm a big believer in psychedelics, and like when you when you do them, like you, it really puts things in, into perspective, and if, and that's why I think if all the higher ups, and that's what's going to happen if all the higher ups in, in Washington, you know, did these drugs, they would they would realize, and that is that is happening. Um, um, psilocybin is becoming legal, and it's going to be just like weed. Mm. You know, it's going to be going across the country, and um, and uh, you know, these drugs got outlawed in the '70s because of big pharma. Mm. You know, they, it's all about money. It's always about money. You always got to follow the money. And yeah, uh, I don't want to cut you off. I was just like, that's so interesting. The thought that I had is um, that perspective yeah. and like the way that you can like kind of be like, we're spinning on a rock and paying taxes type beat. Like when you really put all that in perspective, yeah. it's kind of this like, 
empowering feeling of like, oh my God, like none of this matters. Like, Shit, yeah. Chill, like do yeah. the things you love, find that meaning. And it's, I don't know what it's been for me. Like it hasn't been psychedelics that's gotten me there, but I just, I think that whatever path it is for somebody to get there, to find that and gain that perspective is really important. And I'm yeah. like so impressed in talking to you, just like how grounded you are and how much you have had a rather non-traditional life in a lot of ways, <laughs> yeah. yet the values and lessons and things, the perspectives that you have and are sharing, I'm like so in. I'm just like, holy fuck, like you get it. Thanks, it's man. so sick. Yeah, thanks, man. It's a, ego is a big part of it too that psychedelics can erase. Mm. And ego can mean a lot of things. Before? Well, it's not ego in the traditional sense of like, oh, he's a cock. You mm. know, it's ego of like, everything you know gets flipped on its head when you do psychedelics. Mm. And you have to relearn everything for the way it is. Mm. You sometimes feel like a baby if you're having a really good trip. And that's how I felt my first time doing it. I feel like I was relearning everything. Mm. And being childlike is the best, mm -hmm. you know, because mm -hmm. they're not clouded by all the all the all the knowledge mm -hmm. right and of the, the world and the heft of the yeah. world that's why i loved peter pan growing up so much oh, like sick. he was he was this older kid um that that took these kids away from from the badness you know yeah. what i mean he was just fascinated with the imagination yeah and i think the more childlike we can remain as a people the further along we're going to be and the more progressive we're going to be. You know, it's as soon as you start growing up and getting weighted down by, oh, like, I got to go to college. Like, oh, I got to, I got to make money. I got to, I got to get a job. I got to get a wife. I got to get a family. Like, you know what I mean? It's all yep. these, all these, all societal, these societal, societal things that you, that you, yeah, expectation, expectations are huge. Like my yep. first song, Work It Somehow with the band, like, it's all about like relationships and being disappointed by people and um, realizing that you, you can't have those expectations. Like what we were talking about earlier, like the only person you can really like rely and like um, hang your hope on is yourself. You know, yeah. like people are going to hurt you, hurt your mm -hmm. feelings, you know, and you have to accept it for accept people for who they are, even if they are in the wrong, even if they did hurt you, you know, it's like, you know, my song is kind of like about a specific situation with a friend that we were best friends and and then we weren't and uh it was his choice and for whatever reason he was going through a lot or whatever but at the time i, I took it really hard I took it really hard i learned so much in the whole work it somehow era which is that you, you got to let that stuff go and i'm i'm a really sensitive guy like mm. I, I i cry I, I like i'm very you. connected to my emotions and uh, when somebody hurts me, like I, I, I'm down bad. Like I take it hard. Yeah. And the hook is, is you know, even though you turn my dreams to nightmares, like I know you still care. Like we'll work it somehow. You know what I mean? Like I know you. I feel like you did this to me, but like I don't know what you're going through, and I'm mm. and I'm learning, and I'm trying to be a better person. And and you know what? Like it's okay. Yeah. And me and that person reconciled actually oh shit. yeah it's it's pretty crazy man like it, it was a whole full, full circle thing and it, after the song came out damn yeah yeah it was it was pretty cool so it i've i always write about real stuff and work it somehow was very cool the way it happened and i didn't know if it would work out somehow i really didn't but i i thought in my mind that it would and 
I ended up getting to like talk to him about the song and like what he thought when he heard it and like all this stuff and it was it was really cool and uh I'm 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 just happy about it yeah that's so cool dude that's yeah. it's like I don't know I just I really respect the journey I, I didn't know any of this and it was kind of just that like vibe check of like you seem cool like, I hear your story and yeah. it's just like it's really impressive and refreshing to be like damn like yeah like you're really fucking doing this because you care yeah so what do you it's think it's all like, about the why yeah it's all Dude, about it's the purpose why. it's why yeah 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 it's not just doing stuff to do stuff it's like why why are you doing this and 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 what makes your soul feel like it's supposed to be here. And people can feel that. Like people can feel when the why is off or if it's mm -hmm. not authentic. Yeah. Yeah, you really can. Yeah. 100%. So what do you think is next for you? Like what, like it seems like you truly do have this in your blood. Yeah. Like you're just a performer and well, an entertainer. I just, and I just booked something for the first time acting. Like in no the first shit. time in like almost three years. Like, like I said, the pandemic happened. I didn't really have many auditions. Um, I did one animated movie over the pandemic, which actually just got announced. It's called Super Sons. Oh, I play Robin. Was it fun to do an animated movie? Like oh, after, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so liberating because even as, as an actor, I feel like every actor, even if you don't care what you look like, like it's in the back of your mind. Like when you're on camera, it's like, all right, like am I, do, I look, do I look good? Like do I look fucking fat? Like, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And um <laughs> And when you do voiceover, like it, it doesn't matter. Like yeah. all you can, you just focus on the lines and the voice and getting into that. It was so liberating. Like, yeah, it's it's a great movie. It's called Super Sons. It's going to be out in October. Um, it's a Warner Brothers um, project um, property. And it's going to be like on the digital and Blu-rays and stuff. But I, I think they're going to get some streaming service to, to pick it up. Yeah. Because it's so good. Like it's Sick. it's so good. Like the trailer is awesome. I, I watched obviously some of the movie when I was when I was doing it. Um, but fast forward. Yeah, I just booked. Um, I just booked this show called The Loud House, um, which was ironically a Nickelodeon cartoon. Oh. Um, it did a lot of seasons. It's one of their most popular cartoons. And it did so well that they are making it into, uh, they're like aging it up, making it a little bit more adult and doing a live action version for Paramount+. Plus. No way. So, so yeah, I, I, uh, I'm doing that. And I go on Monday for two weeks. Oh, shit. And it could be something that I even get brought back on. So fingers crossed there. And Damn. So that's so, what's immediately next. <laughs> so do you think like Perfect World, you'll do like a combination? Like do you have the desire to tour? Because I know you're like starting to play shows with the band in LA and it's uh -huh. kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, like do you have like the desire to do like the full tour thing or do you think like if acting picks back up like you'll be able to like what's your perfect world scenario absolutely 100% our goal is to tour yeah like we we were practicing and playing for like a year before we hit any recording studio mm. like our that is our goal to be a live touring band and to yeah. be professional and to be elite and to be top notch yeah yeah, yeah. and I'm a proper singer i feel like you know I, I sang in the theater like i took singing lessons i feel like i know actually how to sing properly i'm nothing against people who don't but i feel like that does kind of like set us apart a little bit um yeah we want our live shit to be locked and uh it's just, it's getting better and better and like i said we, we didn't really record anything usually what i've heard is people record and then try to be a band and mm -hmm. it's like no like we were a band for a year before we hit any recording studio because we want to 
be live. So yeah, to answer your question, like we want to tour. We're even thinking about possibly doing some dates this year cool. in like Arizona, um, Texas, Colorado, yeah, San Diego. Yeah. Yeah. And it's crazy. Like it's actually a fish who's like talking about that. And it's not confirmed or anything, but it's crazy that he's like, Yeah, like this this would make sense. Yeah. You know, yeah. like it's wild to me. Um, but by next year, hundred percent, you know, I think we'll have our EP out. Um, and like the immediate thing is we have one single and we have our our second one just got mixed. It sounds bananas. Mm. Like so excited that it sounds as good if not better than our first single, which is exactly, you know, what we wanted. It has a little bit more anthem, uh, anthemic energy and uh, kind of more of a drive and it's got a lot of high energy and Work It Somehow was very much like chill. Even though the chorus slapped, the 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 verse was very like, yeah. very chill and telling a story, you know. What project was Birds under? So Birds was the pulp. Okay, oh, um, you said that, you said that. I'm yeah, sorry. yeah. Oh yeah, and I'll give you the whole evolution. I didn't even really get into this so much. Well, I realized because you were saying, you're like, yeah, cool, like, so the second single, and then I was like, well, wait, but it's been three years and you've obviously done other music. Yeah, so, so we wrote be. Best Shot, which is gonna be our next single, mm. um, when we were a group called The Pretty Grit. Oh, wow. Yeah, you that, have really evolved the... Yeah, yeah, we were we were called the Pretty Grit for for a while, and we 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 did a lot as the Pretty Grit, you know. And Tristan has been is the only one that's been with me since the beginning, like mm. founding member okay. with okay. me, guitar player, just my ride or die. Got you it. know, when Got we it. wrote Birds together, I was like, oh, like this is my guy. Okay, you know? so like as it's evolved, cool, great, but like you and Tristan, like call it whatever you want. Yeah, let it be. Well, that's what we said too. Like you know, when we had our six piece, and then when we became the Pretty Grit, you know, I, I had conversations with him where I was like, "Yo, like you know, whatever might happen with the band, but like this is locked, right?" And he yeah. was like, "Yeah, like this is it." Yeah, just when you. When you know, you know, and 100%. like when you have a similar upbringing as somebody, um, we have really similar tastes in music. And then when you understand that person on a really deep level, it's like it's like the world is yours. Right. You know I mean, that you can team up and like that's what's so cool about uh, collaborating. That was not the same as acting. You know, it, you collaborate as an actor, like with your scene partner, but it's just different. Mm -hmm. It's just different. You know, it's just a different medium of of expression and art so so yeah and then we had kid baron in our back pocket when we became the pretty grit we really liked kid baron um but our drummer at the time wasn't into it he was like sounds like it's one person and mm. we were like yeah but like that's kind of a cool thing mm -hmm. like it's kind of marketable and it's like, like it's cool have like a billion members and you're, yeah you're, you i, don't I, know. I, I fucking like, brock? love brockhampton i have a brockhampton tattoo bro oh shit yeah, I, I don't i don't fuck around with brockhampton um but but yeah he he wasn't cool with it because he it's you know to him it sounded like you know one 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 guy and we always made a point to be like this is a collaborative project like everyone's in it split C's and everyone gets a say and yeah. so since he wasn't he was literally the only person that wasn't down for kid baron we were like all right like we'll be pretty great you know like that uh, was our second choice and so then when we were ready to change again uh it wasn't even my idea i think it was tristan and, and blake who was in the band at the time who played keys and they were like what about kid baron like we love that one and i was like sick like yeah. I'm, I'm i'm down like I, kid baron just means a lot to me so a baron is like a leader mm. in uh in like um a, like an english society i guess in like nobility or whatever it's called um it's like a term for like a head of a house you know mm. a leader 
and initially it was like being yeah like being that being that leader amongst the young people um but also it has a double meaning and i didn't know which way i was going to spell it at first but it really even means more so the barren the missing something mm. we're, 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 we're barren of love we're barren of this acceptance we're barren of knowledge we're barren of of whatever it is and so like the whole message is like yeah be a be a leader of the broken and be a leader of the barren damn sick. Um, and it's cool that you like put some thought into that too no like i don't want to just like get on stage and play songs like i was talking earlier i kind of have a message of what i want to tell people and it's that like you know turn your shit into something you know like you know be be kid baron Mm. you know like like lead others around like help yourself first and then like once you get like on your feet like help everyone else and that's kind of how we'll evolve into a more loving you know communal uh world that's so cool Yeah. yeah yeah it means a lot to me it means so much to me and that's why you know, I, I, I really have the vision for, for what it is. And my, my, you know, my goal is to, to tour across the whole nation next year and bring the show to, to everybody who wants to see it and to meet everybody and to, you know, you know, just kind of share what we've been working on. And, and, uh, it's just fun too. Like our, our shit's catchy, like our, our shit's fun. Yeah. And everyone, you know, has kind of a similar, thing to say not similar thing but yeah everyone just has a good time and that's that's really what we're talking about being a part of something and and being accepted and um and just having a good time you know that's cool i feel like i like i really get it now Mm. like i i'm so glad that you took the time to like really share this story because i'm like so much more in and i'm like oh fuck this is awesome i don't know like it's just it's easy for maybe even easier for you where you can see a project on the outside and be like, oh yeah, that kid was uh, an actor and now he has a band. And it's like, you can almost as the consumer of music, just be like, oh, this is just that other thing that this person's trying, whatever is going to be genuine. And like, Mm -hmm. after sitting down with you now, I'm like, oh no, no, it is so (laughs) far from that. Like this motherfucker means this. And it's like, it's really something that you're passionate it, about. And I really respect that. Too. Thank you, bro. It, yeah. it is real deal. And I do see the I do see the future just because it is so real. And I'm never going to give up on it. Yeah. You know, that's that's and that's one thing I tell people is like, you can't ever give up. Yeah, like that is no that is top five pieces of advice, mm. you know, and mm. it sounds rudimentary, but it's so true. Like, yeah you if you love something you better be in it for the long haul and that's yeah. what i told the the kids on stage when i was mentioning to you that i i spoke at like this program and i was like if your parents have to convince you to do this if you're you know feeling like it's a chore to run your lines get out now right like it's it's not easy and it's not gonna come easy and it's gonna take probably years of your life to even get to where you thought you might be yeah you know but it all comes from love and you just have to love it you have to love the feeling you have to love the process you have to love the people you have to love the work yeah i felt Um, that with the podcast like it's i'm three years deep now on the podcast and it's like i was telling you before we started i'm like yeah i do it at my house because like until it can pay for its own studio i don't want to right and there's been times where i'm like on paper if you were to just look at it numbers wise and all that it's like like really do you want to keep going Mm. like you could spend this time and start a business doing this and Mm -hmm. there's a lot of like adult things where you can be like oh this isn't the the roi isn't there on paper bail but it's the why exactly and i fucking love it and i'm like 
I don't like when I actually someone like, what the fuck would I care if it if it's in a studio or in my house? Like I get to talk to people and yeah. learn from people every week yeah. and meet these incredible fucking inspiring people and share that message with anyone that might care. And I'm like, oh yeah, never mind. I'll do this forever. For what free. the fuck was I thinking? Yeah. Like yeah. and I think it's totally. that. And it's like people have I think everybody has that. You have to find it. You stumble around. There's but, this um tattoo I have. Uh, I was looking at that. Yeah, it says Ars Gratia Artis. Which means art for art's sake. Ooh. And I, I loved the Narnia books as a kid. Yeah. And so I got Aslan and um and I got the MGM film role around Aslan. Cause that's kind of what it is during when you see the movies and you see the roar the lion, you know, he has the film roll around it and it says Ars Gratia Artis, which means arts for art's sake. And it's this is exactly what we're talking about. It's like there was a whole movement in the Renaissance of like, how do you price art? Mm -hmm. um, when all these painters started coming about and all this art movement started happening, Ars Gratia Artis just means like, you do it to do it. Yes. You do it because it feels fucking good. You do it because it, you're sharing something with the world. Like I had a whole kind of hypothesis recently where I was like, what is art? You know, like I was saying earlier, it's kind of taking what's what's on the inside and, and making it a physical, tangible thing. But also it's such a gift. It's yeah. such a gift because it's work like it takes work to create something and it's hard and it can be brutal and you have to you know be really uh in the depths with your emotions sometimes and what art is is like when you watch a movie or when you read a book you can learn a lot from that reading is one of the best things you can do as a person you learn you learn it makes you smarter yeah. whatever but art it's Something that people can attach themselves to, whether it's watching a movie, watching a show, listening to music, that doesn't take any work from them. You don't have to sit down and, oh, let me read this. So it doesn't take any brain power. It's like, yeah, exactly. And that's like why it's, it's a gift because yeah. the artist is 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 saying, I don't know you, like I don't know any, I don't know who's gonna see this. You know, you didn't do anything that would make me feel like you deserve this from me but here's my gift to you. This is what I went through. And maybe you went through the same thing and maybe it can help you like it helped me. And that's why art is just such a gift and it's 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 something to be respected. And that's why, you know, I, I just have such respect for, for great artists that share themselves with the world because it's hard. I agree. And I think like it's one of those things you don't have to do that. Life is easier when you don't create for the sake of creating and when you don't yeah. fucking spend all these damn hours yeah. just making a thing that you believe in when no one else believes in it in mm -hmm. the beginning and like all of these things it's like really to be crazy enough to do it you have to just love it and do yeah. it for the sake of it yeah but that's also the biggest gift ever that we're like these beings that are sentient enough where we do more than just like eat sleep and fuck yeah and like you can create, create. and like yeah. make art yeah. and i think that that's beautiful in this own its yeah. own way it's all about taking like whatever happens to you in this life and responding like we were talking about yeah you know not sulking in the bad parts but being inspired like and that's something really cool to talk about like inspiration like what is inspiration like i feel like recently since i started writing in the past three four years like i i can i can feel when i'm inspired mm. you know and it's like i can feel it in my freaking nuts you know yeah, what I mean? like, yeah, yeah. and it's i'm like, like wow like let's let's ride with this and 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 the more I'm inspired, the more I can recognize it and the more I know how to roll with it and not kind of like, well, I don't want to do that. That, that, that would take work right now. And I don't want right. to do that. It's like, no, like you lean into that. Yeah. And I did this acting um, 
class. I did like nine weeks with Anthony Mandel. Shout out Anthony Mandel's school. And his whole, he wrote this book called At Left, Brain Turn Right. <laughs> and it's so cool. Um, it's basically like how different sides of your brain work differently. The left side is very mechanical. The left side is very mathematical, very um, responsive, like knee-jerk reaction almost. Mm. And it's all about enacting. We want to be the most real we can, obviously, right? But it's about when you feel yourself, or at least what I understand of it, um, is when you feel yourself start to go to that mechanical, almost like, canned sort of reaction or, or expression or whatever it's how you turn the other way and lean mm. into the creative side of your brain Sick. You know? so being aware enough to be like oh oh i'm doing it switch e yeah. yeah yeah or to like be so into it that you're not even thinking about the left side oh, right yeah. but the book is called at left brain turn right so it's kind of like when you're there it's yeah. about how to find out how to go the other way cool with with things yeah Ooh, I'm gonna have to. I'm I'm a I'm a big book guy. You read it. You got me. Yeah, you got me interested. Yeah, that's cool. It's definitely like an acting book, but you know, no, the, there's a lot of care. cool things like you can take stuff. for your life. Yeah, I I kind of like reading like books in like specific like different. Like, yeah, I read this one on like customer service and restaurants and hotels. You're so I weird. Like, I love it. I was like, that's so fucking <laughs> great. Like it was just interesting. Yeah, it's right? cool. Yeah, I like that stuff. That's cool. Yeah. Fuck, man. I feel like I definitely like, hit the time that I normally go for, cool. but I was just so in. Uh, yeah, it was a great conversation. Did I miss anything? Is there like, is there anything we should shout at the end or just like um, any like, important best, I mean, just my next single, really. Like that's kind of what I'm doing right now. And and to answer your question, I didn't really even get into it, like whether I want to do acting in both. Like I, I do want to do both. Like I still have, a, you know, acting is my, my first love. And yeah. like I said, I'm a, perform I'm a performer and I want to do both. Like I, I could see myself doing, mu doing movies and then going on tour and then writing an album and then doing another movie and then touring the album. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I want to do both. I want to Jared Leto it. You know I was I mean? literally like, just going to say, I always yeah, respected how... Yeah, he's a great how, example. Yeah, and he like really... I don't. I, I didn't study like the time frame of it perfectly, but I, to my understanding, he very much was in it for both. Like there were yeah. huge movies that he was putting out in between tours yeah. and like he was really in both yeah that's what i that's what i want i i definitely everyone asked me so like are you done with acting? things like no like i love it still yeah. like how could i not like it's 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 the best um but i am just more passionate about music right now because it's what i'm doing right now right and yeah. now it's so weird i'm about to go back on set on monday yeah for the first time in two three years i wonder though if that'll give you like a new inspiration and you'll take that and then you'll write music and 100 you know, like it's that, all gonna probably... be you know, playing off of each other and inspiring each other. And it's going to be so weird and great and cool to be back on set. Like, it's going to inspire a lot in me, I know. Yeah, we're playing in L.A. We could be playing um, the Roxy in October. I'm really excited. We might be open for the Dangerous Summer, Sick. maybe. So we'll see. Sick. And then, um, yeah, Roxy is like my dream venue. Yeah. Like, And I knew it was attainable um, like this year, but I just didn't know if it would work out, it would be right, you know. But it seems like that might work out, and I'm so happy and, and uh, hopeful about that. We're playing Emo Night uh, October 28th. Sick. Yeah, I'm really excited about that. Ooh, and, that'll be um, like a Halloweenish one too. Yo, yeah, it's oh, gonna be totally yeah. Halloweenish for sure. Yeah. Um, we're playing the Bardo room or whatever it is, that red room with the stairs. Mm -hmm. Such a cool room. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, but just telling the listeners, my my next single with the band is is coming out, Best Shot. It's gonna be the end of next month, and uh, has a lot to do with work. It somehow it's kind of a continuation of the story a little bit. So Fuck it's yeah, it's cool. Yeah, dude. Thank you for doing this. Of course, bro. Thanks for having me. It was cool. It was definitely the best conversation that I've that I've had. We really got into it. So 
<laughs> Dang. Yeah. Well, no, it was it was really cool. Like I appreciate you keeping it so real and like I think it's being in your place too. You just like chilling in a house. Yeah, just ch- it was very like just casual. When I when I go to a podcast thing, I feel like it's a little bit like oh I'm doing a podcast. You know uh, what I mean? Instead of we're just chilling. Like I kind of forgot about all that. Oh well, cool. Yeah. That's great. That yeah. makes me feel better about yeah. the home vibe. And like I did it with my band too, so it was more about the band last time. And this right. was cool because it was just one on one. Yeah, you know? it's just so you. I could really open up. So that's fucking cool. No, it's, yeah. it's really cool. And like that's kind of why I like to be like I know a bit about you, but like tell me and like the things that you shared and like your story and like. I don't know. It's really cool. Like I had never really talked to somebody that had such success at an early age yeah. of that yeah. and how humble and everything. Like, I'm just like, oh, fuck, this is sick. So th- <laughs> thank you. Thank, thank you. Thank you, Andrew. Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs>